up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We, of course, are in the heart of the universe, the heart of Arlington County, the heart of everything. It's Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode 206 of Pace the Nation. And we've got half of the crew here, our part-time co-host, who's becoming more and more full-time across from me. It's Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? Half of the crew. Well, I mean, the numbers are, there's insult? three of us, right? So I don't know <laughs> if like we, if we lose one, if it equals one half. See, I like that you take Dox's role when he's not here, because Dox is not here. Yeah, uh, Dox would be mad about that. I'm going to try to channel my inner Dox right now. Well, you did a good job right there, because uh, really, you're you're getting really nitty gritty, like... Yeah, or, or picking apart everything yeah, you say. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of half-ish, I mean... <laughs> kind of a throwaway statement i do a lot of throwaway statements on the show if you maybe maybe docs is just such a big personality that he is like equal to two people <laughs> there you go yes that's it so docs is not here he's on some sort of crazy adventure that involves running that are we allowed to talk about it i don't know if we're allowed to talk about it i don't know i don't know but hopefully he'll let us ask questions next seriously. week because we have so many questions docs because <laughs> we kind of know about it but we don't really it's like a big secret but this could be like we need feedback this yeah. could be an amazing opportunity for us in the future Absolutely. let's make it about us here for a second i 100 percent agree but we'll respect his privacy on it and uh <laughs> wait, wait till he comes back because i don't know what he wants to share or not share he might not come back it looks like pretty amazing whatever he's doing it does look pretty amazing We're being pretty cryptic but it involves a former um former guest of the show i'll just say that and then uh he's out doing something really cool so uh, docs is not here today um it's just you and i and uh, we've got a big show to get to um I, I, I'm super excited about today's guest. Um, it's I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, and I'll just put it out there right now. Um, it's spelled with an H, but it's pronounced with with an E. Uh, it's Daniel Incapia. Daniel Incapia. Uh, I, I, there's some sort of there's probably like one of those like Enyes in there somewhere. Uh, I don't know. You're supposed to pronounce the second half of the na- uh, name and enunciate that or i'm not sure how it is but we'll ask him okay um, we're excited to have him on uh daniel has an amazing story an inspiring story from tragedy he uh was the fiance of wendy martinez uh, wendy martinez passed away almost a year ago september 18th 2018 uh, it was a big story in the area she was out on a run um, and was killed uh, by a random attack in logan circle and um, she had just gotten engaged uh, a week earlier. Daniel has since started a nonprofit, the Wendy Martinez Legacy Project, and you can find that wendyslegacy.org online. Uh, we're doing some exciting stuff with the Wendy Martinez Le- Legacy Project here at Pacers Running. Uh, September 21st, of course, is the Clarendon Day 5K, 10K, uh, Kids Dash, awesome event that we have every year. This year, they're going to be one of the beneficiaries. Uh, you can sign up and donate to the Wendy Martinez Legacy Project uh, through the Clarendon Day Run. So he's going to tell us all about uh, what he's working on now and you know his his emotional roller coaster um, last year. So he'll uh, he'll be in studio and and join us and talk about that. 
Also on today's program, uh, we're going to talk a little running, professional running. I'm going to lean on you since you were the professional runner in the room. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> I, won, I won like 300 bucks in a road race one time. but uh, <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're going to talk some professional running. Uh, we're going to talk some college running um, that, uh, that made the news this week. Uh, and, you know, whatever else comes up between our family, our dog, our kids, anything else that comes up along the way that's interesting. I think this is Doc's worst nightmare right <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. Like this show is slowly shifting towards <laughs> our life. Yeah. We uh, need you to come back, Docs. We need some balance soon. here. Please, please come back soon. But it is going to be sort of a, a serious theme of the show today. Um, so I wanted to start off with um, acknowledging that it is we're recording here Wednesday, September 11th. I believe that we recorded last year on September 11th. Docs would have to remind me. Um, and I think I shared last year uh, w my memories of the day, September 11th. And, you know, everybody has their own memories uh, that was, was old enough to, to remember it. And I, I, I just can't believe that it was 18 years ago. Um, but I think I shared my last year, I shared last year that, uh, you know, I was in the dentist office and then came out and... I had my radio tuned to a sports talk station, and this was like before podcasting, so I wasn't listening to podcasts then. But um, when I turned it on, the radio on, they had national news on there, and so I was like, did I change the radio to a news station? And obviously, it was such big news, it was making the way around every single radio station, and people were breaking in to, to talk about 9-11. Uh, and then later that day, I tried to go into work. Down, I was working somewhat downtown, and you just couldn't get into work. And um, it was a Tuesday. And, and I, again, if, if you've heard the story um, about last year, then you know, bear with me. But uh, we get new listeners all the time. It was a Tuesday, and we always did workouts on Tuesdays. And we did polo field workouts on Tuesdays when I was running with uh, the AU Matt Centrowitz group. And... Uh, they bagged the workout, but a buddy of mine and I, uh, my buddy Tom and I were like just so emotional and so, you know, distraught about the day that we wanted to try to do something positive. So we're like, you know what, we're going to try to go down the, to the polo fields and get our workout in because we knew what the workout was going to be. Shockingly, the coach gave us the workout beforehand. Um, <laughs> that's really inside. But uh, so we went down there to try to do the workout on the polo fields. And it, number one, it was a ghost town as we tried to run down there. And number two, you just couldn't get down there. You were stopped by uh, police officers and, you know, nobody was uh, being allowed to, to really be out in the streets that, that Tuesday night. Um, so that, that was some of my, my memories. I, I know everybody has their own um, you know, memories of exactly where they were when it happened. Um, you, being close to New York, um, must have a kind of a unique memory as well. Yeah, we, I was in college then. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was at Rutgers and Rutgers is probably, I don't know, 30 miles outside the city. Um, it's a pretty quick train ride into the city. Um, and I remember that day so clearly because, you know, I wasn't obviously in Washington, D.C., um, where one of the attacks was, but being in a, a suburb of New York City, and then Rutgers being the State University of New Jersey, the amount of people who had family members that were, you know, in 
the Twin Towers in the city, um, people who were working downtown. And, you know, you, you just never forget. It's giving me chills right now. Just the complete chaos of mm-hmm. not knowing where people were. So that day we were getting hearing stories of, you know, people being pulled out of class, um, you know, that their family members were missing or, you know, that, you know, a family member was that worked in the towers, like the way that information was transpiring at that point. Um, it was really, you know, just a different time. Right. We obviously had the internet, but it wasn't, you know, as, um, you know, you didn't get information the same way that you do now. And so you were just watching things on the news. You were, you know, I remember all of us, they canceled school and all of us were sitting around just watching the television. But the one thing that I'll never forget was that we were close enough to the city that you could see the smoke was coming through. Mm. Um, And you could see the sky was turning dark. um, And it was just, it was so eerie. Um, It felt like, it felt like there was something in which which was what it was something obviously just so terrible was happening and you were so close to it and you felt paralyzed because there was nothing you could do i mean you hear the stories of people like you know running across the bridges or trying to find ways to get into manhattan to help um and it just kind of felt like one of those weird moments where you just wish there was something you could do um, but everyone was paralyzed that day. Everyone was, you know, if you weren't here or you weren't in New York um, or even out in Pennsylvania, it was a time where, you know, no one knew what to do. No one knew what to say. Um, and it was a pretty horrific experience. It's crazy because I've got, you know, kids that I'm recruiting right now at Georgetown and they weren't alive then. You know, That's their birth date. Um, they're coming of age to go to college right now. And so it's a weird feeling for me mm-hmm. knowing that I was, you know, 20 years old or so mm-hmm. and in college at that time. And I'm now recruiting kids that were born in 2002 and 2003. Um, it's bizarre, that. you know, because everyone shares their story on this day, um, you know, kind of the, the day the world changed um, in our lifetime. And so it's it's one of those where were you when kind of moments, and it's it's just really bizarre to think about that you know I'm working with these student athletes now that don't have that recollection. Well, um, a, a lot of you know positive things obviously have come um, from such a massive tragedy. Um, you know, we were at the I brought the kids to the Arlington 9/11 race this past weekend which is just an amazing event and just amazing energy every year. Uh, and there's races like that happening all around the, the, the country, which is, which is pretty cool that runners, you know, really unify behind this uh, event and, and this every year. And uh, I'll just share the Arlington race, which is just incredible, has raised over $800,000 for 9-11 related charities, uh, mostly the Pentagon Memorial Fund and, Her- and Heroes. Um, you know those charities that are that are close by here, and so it's it's really cool to see you know through tragedy tragedy um, running is, is 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 a positive influence, and and really does some good. Um, so that's kind of the theme today um, through tragedy. What can running do to to kind of help um, help everybody heal and move on, um, and. You know, as we remember 9-11, I think uh, we'll bring in Daniel here, who's who's got that story of tragedy, and I think running has really helped him through um, 
what he had to deal with. Um, so Daniel in Capia, I think I got that right. Uh, he was the fiance of Wendy Martinez. Wendy Martinez was killed September 18th. In Logan's circle of 2018, we're coming up on the year anniversary. Uh, we are uh, going to be involved with the Wendy Martinez Legacy Foundation uh, this weekend, next weekend. Well, this podcast will come out, uh, so it will be this weekend as you listen to the podcast at the Clarendon Day 5K, 10K. And I really urge you to uh, you know, donate a few bucks uh, to, this, to this project and, and her memory. Uh, Daniel's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Julie, we are excited to be joined in studio. Really excited to be joined in studio. I'm going to try to get his last name correct. It's Daniel Incapion? Incapia? Is it? Help me out here, Daniel. That was close enough. Close. All right, so yeah. pronounce your last name for me. Uh, it's Incapia, but it's in, a tough one. It is. I mean, you're I, never going to get that accent. I know. I know. Incapion? Incapion. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just say yes. Yes. Good enough. All right. Yes. I mean, it, it doesn't start with an E. That's my problem, you know? So I just can't phonetically. Uh, it starts with an H, you know? So that's Colum- Colombian? That, it, yes. Okay, right. That is Colombian. Go. Okay. So we were just talking before uh, you got here, Julie, that um, there is a famous cyclist. Is that correct with the same last name? Uh, yes. It's George Incapier. Oh, okay. And All right. he used to ride with Lance Armstrong. Yeah. All right. Wow. So he was like an awesome like he was he was like one of the top in the tour de france and he was a great professional cyclist all right yeah H- how's your cycling i'm not that great yeah. <laughs> not, not that good and there are always like big expectations when right. people see me like oh in capier i guess you know you must be a great cyclist no no, no. well you do some running you, you you you're very active and you do some running and so we're going to talk a little bit about that later on the show uh so Daniel is here, of course, uh, to promote the, the Wendy Martinez Legacy Project. Uh, we are doing a big promotion with the Wendy Martinez Legacy Project uh, with the Clarendon Day 5K, 10K. You can donate. You can go to, go to his website, and the website is? www.wendyslegacy.org. So wendyslegacy.org. You can go there. You can donate now. You can also contribute uh, to the Legacy Project by running the Clarendon Day 5K, 10K. When you sign up, and I know there's a lot of people who are signing up the last week uh, before the race, you can donate directly to uh, the Wendy Martinez Legacy Project. So uh, there is an option there when you go to runpacers.com, look for the event and sign up and donate to uh, Wendy Martinez, which is such a great cause. So Daniel, I am just thrilled to have you here. on September 11th, we talked before you came on a little bit about September 11th and what it means to everybody. But this time of year uh, means something different to you because this is about the one-year anniversary of your fiance Wendy Martinez's death. Let's talk about. Let's start with um, talking about uh, you know Wendy, and then um, if you could take us through you know that emotional time when she died on September 18th of 2018. Uh, yeah, and it's um, tomorrow, uh, a year ago, I was getting engaged. Yep, September 12th, September 2018, 2018, you got engaged. I got mm-hmm. engaged, and, um, and then the following six weeks were the happiest 
days of my life. It's following six days. Yeah, yeah the following yeah. six days. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and then, you know, um, she went uh, on an evening run and, 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 um, and tragedy happened. A senseless killing in Logan Circle, where you guys lived at the time, um, on a run. Um, and it was just a, a r random thing, right? It was a random attack. Wow. Uh, she never had met her attacker, and he just attacked her in the middle of the street. Mm. Um, now, you, you knew she was out on a run. Kind of describe uh, your uh, how you found out and your experience when it when it happened. Uh, yeah, so uh, she went on a run, and, and, and basically she was going to go for a quick run and then to stop by the... Uh, by the groceries, she wanted to get some pork chops uh, for dinner. Mm -hmm. And I went to the gym, and uh, an hour later, came back. Um, she wasn't home, um, and I waited for some minutes, uh, for a few minutes. I texted her, uh, she didn't reply. And she had her phone on her, would she run she with had, her phone? Yeah. She always run with her phone. Mm -hmm. um, and I waited a little bit longer, and we, um, Used to have uh, this app where we share locations always, mm -hmm. like Find My Friends. Like Find or My like Friends. That. Yep, yep. And um, and I look at the she. So it was very strange because she would, she always texted back super quickly or called me back. Mm -hmm. And she was uh, her location was marking uh, just two blocks from our place. Uh, so I thought, oh, okay, she's probably walking with some you know bags on her hands, and so she, she cannot, can't get to her phone. She can't get mm -hmm. to her phone. Uh, but then 15 or 20 minutes pass, uh, I texted back, I called her, she wasn't picking up the phone. So I checked back there, find my friends, and it was marking the same location. And uh, I zoomed in, and it was marking in the middle of the street. And in that moment, I knew something was off, there was something wrong. Um, and my immediate thought was, uh, she got hit by a car. Mm. Um, and uh, I got changed uh, very quickly, and um, I was just, you know, hoping and praying that nothing was uh, wrong. Uh, but then uh, uh, everything happened just a couple of blocks from our apartment. So as I uh, started walking uh, in that direction, I could see the lights of the of the police cars from almost two blocks ahead. Um, um, still, at that point, I thought. At, at that point, I think I, I thought she was hit by a car, and it was a really bad hit. Um, so I approached the. There was a. Um, um, it was the, the whole area was blocked by the police, and I approached a police car, and there was an officer there. And at this point, you didn't know it was her, though. I mean, I you, you had you had a, a suspicion, obviously. I had a suspicion, and and I. And I told the police officer, uh, look, uh, my girlfriend is not answering my phone. It's not answering the phone. And I, her location marks exactly like <clears throat> one block in that direction. Uh, she asked me to show her a picture of my uh, girlfriend, my fiance. I, I did that. And then um, just a couple of minutes after that, uh, the detectives uh, that were leading the investigation uh, just approached me and told me that my girlfriend was badly hurt um, and that they couldn't give me a lot. They weren't able to give me more information because we're not married yet. Um, 
so um, and that was that was the beginning of the night yeah wow um a lot of people locally uh remember that incident uh she ends up passing away i'm i'm like in tears here man um on september 18th of of 2018 um she was an amazing person and this leg legacy project is a tribute to her and we'll talk about that but tell us who Wendy Martinez was, like who the person, who who your fiance was. So Wendy was um, born in Nicaragua. She was raised in South Florida. Uh, she then moved to Washington D.C. Uh, she became a Washingtonian by heart. Mm -hmm. uh, she lived in in the Clarendon area. She was a big fan of of, the, of Pacers actually. Oh my goodness! And even when we moved back to Washington D.C. Uh, every time we, she she likes to visit the area, and she will always stop by the store. Yeah. <laughs> so it will be part of her routine. Um, she was um, a very sweet person. She was very social, but very extroverted. She had this massive heart, full of energy. Mm -hmm. uh, she was a loving daughter, a loving friend, a loving fiance. Uh, she was an active member of her church. Uh, she was always trying to get back to the community. And she was also a successful professional. She was really striving to become a positive force in, in the organizations where she worked. And um, she wasn't afraid to aim high and try to, you know, look for, uh, you know, for higher summits. Um, by the time of her passing, she was the um, chief of staff of a very prominent uh, technology company here in, in Washington D.C. in the in the Washington D.C. area called Fiscal Note, mm -hmm. and uh, and she was you know living the dream of being engaged. Um, she was a smart, loving, intelligent woman, uh, very driven, and she mm -hmm. was a runner as well. Wow! Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you guys met? We met actually thanks to running. <laughs> <laughs> so I was training for my first half marathon um, and the rock and roll half in DC. In the DC. Nice. And, uh, and to be very honest, I was training, I was kind of freaking out. I was training a lot. Uh, <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, almost tra uh, training not to finish last. I was, I mean, I did well, but I wasn't very confident back then on my running skills. So I was freaking out, and then a, a mutual friend uh, told Wendy, hey, do you know Danny? Um, my friends called me Danny. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, well, well, he's running a half, and I think that he should, he could use some help, you know, maybe some tips, maybe some words of encouragement. And Wendy just showed up. Um, we used to work in the same place, in the same organization. And she literally show up one day, a few days before the race, with a printout uh, of tips for first-time runners. <laughs> wow, that's amazing! <laughs> and she included at the end some some handwritten notes, like you know, just drink a lot of water, uh, you know, wear some sunscreen. Yeah. You're gonna be, you're, you know, you're gonna be fine. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, and we started talking. Uh, she eventually did the race. They have. And uh, and it was a uh, uh, kind of a gloomy Washington D.C. day. Mm -hmm. It was raining. It was cold. It was March. And she was super fast. I was very slow. <laughs> <laughs> but you <laughs> weren't last. I, but I were, exactly. I wouldn't nice last. work. Yeah, nice. And then what really uh, hit me is that uh, so I finished the race and she was there. 
waiting for me. Wow. And we had just, you know, recently met. Uh, I wouldn't say that we weren't even friends, uh, but she was waiting for me in the hall. Um, so uh, that was a, a very special moment. And that was the beginning of our friendship and, you know, a year or so later of, you know, of our relationship. Just kind of goes to show you her heart, right? That yeah. she she barely knew you. She could have been at the finish line <laughs> with a list of instructions of what to do for recovery now that she gave you tips for the actual race. <laughs> Out but there uh, and waiting in a cold, rainy March day. That is awesome. It takes a lot of heart. Yeah. Um, so uh, you, you were really, after her death, you were, you were really kind of transparent and vulnerable. There was a great article in the Washington Post. We'll tweet that article out. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen it at Pace the Nation. We'll tweet it out. Why did you decide to be so transparent and open about that? all that happened? One of the first uh, collective decisions that we made with the family and her closest friends is that we really wanted to focus on celebrating Wendy's life um, and not on the uh, you know, on the on that tragic day, or or her killer, mm -hmm. um, and um, so we wanted the story to be about Wendy, who she was, and the beautiful things that she wanted to achieve, mm -hmm. and how all of us were working together to make those dreams come true. Um, so, and and the only way of doing that is to also share your own story right. and to tell the story from from your perspective. So. Um, right from the beginning, we decided to be very open about uh, our feelings, about uh, our story, about our love for Wendy and who she represented and uh, what she meant uh, to us and what she wanted to achieve. Um, it was a difficult decision. It's very hard to uh, go through this process when you have so many different emotions happening at the same time. Um, but at the same time, it's it it really allows you to, you know, share your story and your views and how much the person meant uh, to you and not just making the story about, you know, the, the killer and mm -hmm. the tragedy. Yeah, and there's, I mean, just beautiful. You, you did a great job when you got engaged. You had a photographer there, there's beautiful <laughs> pictures of you guys together. Do you have a photographer, like, hiding in the, where'd you, get, you guys get engaged, in D.C.? It was in D.C., yeah. in the Spanish Steps, near Dupont Circle, oh, which good. was uh, Wendy's favorite, favorite spot in the city. It's one of those hidden gems mm -hmm. yeah. of the city. And uh, and it was it was very special because I, I really wanted to surprise her. Mm -hmm. And she was very witty, very fast, very quick. So uh, that it didn't It was hard give to hide it, it from her. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so I decided just to do it in Spanish type in the middle of the week. Nice. So um, And then I hire a photographer and then I ask him to pretend to be a tourist nice just hanging out around the Spanish steps <laughs> that is awesome and um, and of course with the help of some of Wendy's friends uh, we create the story that she wanted to have uh, one of her friends wanted to have break, uh, lunch with her in this location in Dupont Circle uh, which kind of didn't make sense to her she used to work in downtown said well right and then it's, it's funny because our friend um, didn't think about what is it that we were supposed to have for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> so the moment that my friend uh, picks Wendy up in, and they're going to do over, I say, where are we going? She, said, well, she hadn't it, thought that far. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first thing that came to mind is pokey. We're going for pokey. 
And then when it was, well, wait, you know, downtown DC is full of pokey places. No, there's this place in Logar Single. It's really great. What's the name of the place? No, you're going to see. It's yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so uh, kind of fudging their way up. through yeah. the story. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then uh, eventually they made it to the Spanish steps. And she, uh, you know, she realized that something special was happening. She didn't see the photographer. She walked up the stairs. Um, and... Uh, and I propose, and there are some beautiful pictures of us. Um, very candid pictures because yeah. she didn't realize that there was a photographer until That's yeah. cool. right after. So the this was proposal. it during the week then that you did it. Was it a was weekday? During the week. That was the only way to surprise her. <laughs> that was the only way to surprise her. It would have been too obvious if it was on a weekend. Oh yeah, 100%. okay, yeah. <laughs> Especially with the friend dragging them around the city for pokey. <laughs> Well, the, the Wendy Martinez Legacy Project, check it out, wendyslegacy.org. Um, your mission, Daniel, and, and, and your team that, that uh, is in, in behind the, the Legacy Project is to provide strategic grants and investments and projects that support and encourage female empowerment and entrepreneurship. That level of technology, that leverage technology to bring about a greater good and promote community engagement through running, wellness, education, leadership, mentorship training including safety programs so a lot there all such positive things and i think it sums up a lot about what you've just described wendy yeah i think when when it's um it's interesting because wendy was so open about her dreams her aspirations the things that matter to her mm -hmm. that almost immediately after her passing we came together family close friends me and we discussed what is it that you know if Wendy had continued her current trajectory five years from now mm -hmm. and she had the chance to set up her own foundation what would that be what would what that does it be? look like yeah and then we landed immediately in three main buckets number one is our running she was a runner she loved running that's how she met me that's how he engaged with the community that's how she engaged with her friends that's how she felt empowered running was number one number two technology she was in the technology space and she really believed in the power of technology as a force mm -hmm. of positive change and uh entrepreneurship mm -hmm. um so um those are the three buckets and and basically that's what we want to achieve empowering women through running technology and mm -hmm. entrepreneurship so how long has the foundation been in place so we announced the foundation in november of 2018 with fiscal note uh, which is our was our seed uh, contributor. Mm -hmm. um, but I will argue that uh, it, the, the whole idea started just a few days after her <laughs> passing. Yeah. yeah. It started with a GoFundMe account. Okay. And right from the beginning, we, uh, we were already thinking about these areas. Um, so we have been in operation for, for, you know, for 10 months, 11 months now. Okay. So in, in its infancy, have you guys awarded any grants yet or how does that work and if somebody was interested in, in getting involved with the organization or potentially being supported by the organization how would they go about doing that yeah absolutely so um we have already provided uh grants in some of our areas of action we are partnering with girls on the run and uh, you wonderful and we love we love girls on the run they're incredible, and we want to continue expanding that partnership, both in D.C. and also in areas of the Greater Washington, D.C. area. Uh, in, the or in the area of women empowerment, we're partnering with an, or an organization called Chureka Chic that uh, uses uh, jewelry as a way to empower very poor women in back in Nicaragua. Uh, wow. Uses a what? I'm sorry, what was it? So it's a jewelry. 
Okay. Uh, and basically, the way it works is that there's a very poor area. Think of Nicaragua is one of the. I think it's one of the. It's probably is one of the poorest countries in the whole hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Now think about the poorest areas in the poorest country of, the, of Latin America of the entire hemisphere, which is called La Chureca, which is basically the city dump. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is working with our organization that is uh, helping women that live around that area to learn about jewelry. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is to teach them how to use some of those materials to make beautiful pieces. Wow. And then they go out there and sell those sell pieces, the sell yeah. the jewelry, get back wow. to the community. So we're That's doing that cool. as well. And we are in the process, and a lot of this actually will be announced uh, next week. We're breaking news here. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Do it. On some, uh, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> some potential uh, new grantees for the Greater Washington DC area that are used running as a tool to empower the community. And it's a tool to help homeless people uh, wow. to get back on, be become you know useful members of society and stay away from from trouble and of course of staying away from you know making uh, harm to to people. You're also uh, obviously partnering, and we are promoting this right now. P- partnering with Pacers Running at the Clarendon Day 5K, 10K. That race is September 21st, so you can still sign up today. You can always go to uh, your website and donate anytime, but. Uh, this is a great opportunity to come out. Um, we've got great shirts. I'm wearing one of them. What's the hashtag say on the back here, Jewel? Run for Wendy. Run for Wendy. Hashtag run for Wendy. Uh, so you can you know, buy one of these shirts where all the proceeds go uh, to the Wendy uh, Martinez uh, Legacy Project. And you can sign up and you know, you got an option to, to actually some proceeds from the race, but you could donate more um, if, if you want. And we've already got a number of of people donating uh, to that cause through the race. And, you know, the outpouring of the community has been just unbelievable, right? It's incredible. We uh, we are, we felt the love of the DC running community, uh, of just, you know, people from, the, uh, random people from the streets. Uh, uh, just the entire city and the entire region, I think, has come together, uh, mm-hmm. showcasing that uh, there's a lot of unity, a lot of solidarity. Um, and it's been uh, so important. I mean, we wouldn't have been able to go through these months and achieve a lot of things that we have achieved if it weren't for the support of so many people in the city and especially the runners. That's un- unbelievable. Um, you don't. Li- you used to live in the Logan Circle area. Uh, I yes. You, you don't. You don't live there anymore. I don't yeah, live t- there anymore. Yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah. So um, it's basically the the. Uh, the attack happened just two blocks from our apartment in Logan Circle, mm-hmm. and um, and the weapon that was used for for the killing was also sto- was also stolen just for a, co- a couple of blocks from where it happened. So um, so I moved, and and in general, when you're facing these type of situations, there it is very difficult to stay in the, the same mm-hmm. place because you kind of fall into two different traps, or you can fall into two different traps. One is that you make that place. Um, a place of denial mm-hmm. because it's the only remain reminder of everything that you know used to have before or that place becomes just a you know a, a symbol of all the things that you uh, have no longer have mm-hmm. and can really uh, affect your emotional stability so um, so I left but I'm still living in in the in city mm-hmm. and uh, I still go I still go to the streets for runs yeah. And I still love it, and I still believe that uh, what happened is not a representation of who we are as a greater Washington, D.C. area. And actually, it's just 
we are we are a great city and we are a great area and it's more the I mean the, the good people in this city and in this area are way uh, yeah more significant and greater than the people that are out there with problems so what's your new neighborhood now <laughs> I'm living in Chinatown so no, no okay. far away from uh I'll so be I'm da- still I'll be down there later today. That's where Georgetown's uh, graduate <laughs> yeah, school is. <laughs> um, po- you're such a positive guy, man. You, you, you're, you're giving me chills talking about that and, and talking about how great the city is. And, you know, you're still encouraging people to go out and run um, through the city. And um, you're still running yourself. Mm-hmm. So t- I always have to ask our guests, um, how much you run and how's the running going? You ran that half marathon, did not finish last. So uh, <laughs> that was good. And... So what's the running like now for you? It's good. I got a uh, um, I still go for rounds. Um, um, I'm looking forward to our uh, Pacers uh, Clarendon Day Race. Yeah, there you go. Are you gonna do the five k? Um, do the ten k? I'm gonna do the five k. Okay, there and, you go. Uh, but yeah, I still I still go for rounds. I um, need to plan for my next marathon. Uh, this year I did Boston. You did? Oh, wow. I wow. did Boston. It went this honor. Wow. Uh, that was a beautiful moment. Um, was um, the result of a partnership and the ge- generosity of a Boston foundation called the Lindsay Foundation, mm-hmm. which was created in honor of, of one of the uh, girls who died in the Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, so they were very generous, they were very kind. They approached me and said, uh, you know, we're here to help. Um, and I shared with them that when the one of her dreams was to run Boston and mm-hmm. say you should do it. Yeah. Say I'm not really I'm not ready. I mean I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. said you should go for it. So that's what I did and it was beautiful. How how soon after um, she passed did you start back running? Was what was your relationship like with running? Yeah, that's a great question. It was it was very tough at the beginning. I uh, so Wendy when you passed on September and I think I went I, I went back uh, to run in probably in November mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very emotional run I ran all the way to Georgetown and back mm-hmm. and uh, and I was running and crying all the way mm-hmm. and listening to music and just uh, remembering all of our days of training all of those Sundays just doing long runs uh, she just passing and going super fast <laughs> 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 and waiting for me uh, and not being angry about it. <laughs> and um, so that was tough. And then, um, and then this Boston Marathon opportunity came along, and it was part of my thinking, like, what, what's how we're gonna feel? What, what is it gonna be? What is it gonna be like? And um, and then it was beautiful um, because I st- I started to reconnect. Yeah. In my mind. Uh, with Wendy, mm-hmm. and we were basically had these long conversations while I was doing my long runs, <laughs> listening to the music, uh, remembering, and and I had a similar experience doing the Boston Marathon, um, which was which is beautiful. So it's been part of my healing process, uh, and uh, and until today is still a way through which we we connect. Yeah, um, that's amazing, and such a great opportunity when it sounds like when Boston came along to kind of channel that energy and emotion towards something for her and with her it gave me a lot of strength uh and it gave me purpose uh we were in the middle of the winter uh, all by myself in a new place i just uh, i spent almost a, a full month back in colombia just taking a break so i was back in the city uh working a lot on the foundation but still without a clear perspective of um 
you know, what is it that was going to happen, uh, especially how is it that I was going to feel. Um, and then I started running. So I had my routines, I had my, you know, my runs, my long runs during the weekends. And it kept me going. And uh, during those trainings and even during Boston, uh, I still think that it was also a way uh, to connect. And Wendy was also helping me go through the process. And we were also, you know, reconnecting and and thinking about the future. Yeah. Well, it's a powerful story. You're an inspiring guy. Your um, fiance passed away a year ago, just about t today, as this podcast comes out. And you made just such a positive, positive uh, impact after that, which is which is just incredible. And I, I, I give you a lot of a lot of credit for that. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I think our, our one of our motives is love wins. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what we're trying to do on Wendy's honor on behalf. All right. Well, you can join Daniel and and a lot of other runners uh, out on September twenty first, five k, ten k, Clarendon Day double. But most importantly, um, you're out there for a good cause. Um, donate to the Wendy Martinez Leg Legacy Project uh, through the through the event. Go to the website. It's wendyslegacy.org. Uh, Daniel, you're doing amazing things, and and, and you've got a team. You know, tell tell me about before we let you go. Your team at the at the Legacy Project. Uh, team of you guys are putting this together, right? Uh, yes, for the race. Yeah. So we're setting up a Team Wendy mm -hmm. uh, team, and uh, it's uh, we're still um, open for people to participate. If yeah. you want to join us, we're setting up a team for the race, and we're gonna have a lot of people uh, also cheering for us, cheering for the runners, yeah. and. Um, and yeah, uh, everyone is welcome. Yep. Just you know, uh, send us a message to our website. Just uh, join us in our booth during the race, or just you know, tag along, come along, st uh, tell us some words of encouragement, or just you know, support the cause by supporting women runners here in the Great Washington D.C. community area. Awesome. Well, I will certainly be there. I can't wait. I'll, I'll uh, have my family and the kids there. It's going to be a great day. Daniel. This has been awesome. Um, thank you for, for being so transparent and, and vulnerable and open um, and joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yep, there he goes. That's Daniel. I'm going to try this one more time. And Capia. <laughs> Something right, like that. <laughs> he joined it was a good us. attempt. <laughs> he joined us on he says it. He said it much more beautifully than you. <laughs> he did. Amazing, amazing story. Wendyslegacy.org. Daniel joined us on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. And thanks again to Daniel and Capia for joining us on Pace the Nation today. Uh, you can find... All the particulars, again, about uh, the Wendy Martinez Project, it's wendyslegacy.org. Also, give them a follow on Twitter and Instagram. It's Wendy's Legacy on Twitter and Wendy's Legacy also on Instagram. Uh, they've got virtual 5Ks happening this next week and, of course, the Clarendon Day uh, run, and it's hashtag run for Wendy. So if you're out there on the 21st, uh, wear your Wendy Martinez Legacy Project shirt. Hashtag run for Wendy. Uh, take some pictures. Uh, send us, uh, you know, tag us in it as well at Pace the Nation at Run Pacers. Um, should be an awesome day, September 21st. 
So a lot going on with the Wendy Martinez Legacy Project. Um, that was one of the more kind of inspiring emotional interviews that we've done on this show. Um, he was pretty pretty incredible, and I really appreciate him just being so vulnerable and open. There were a couple of points where I looked over and I saw you welling up with tears and saw you have goosebumps and stuff too, and I don't think you can sit across from someone who has had that kind of tragedy and, and life-altering, you know, moment that he had last year and not get so... Um, just entrenched with emotion about it was yeah. really and it's so raw too and i think that's what's amazing that he's here and he's talking about it and he's talking to the world about it he's sharing that story and i think that's so powerful because you know at the end of the day like you remember that awful moment like mm-hmm. you remember that um the story and 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 you don't learn about who wendy was and and sometimes it's so hard to be able to like you know bring that the beautiful part of who she was and the story and all that to light you know in a way that's that's more vocal than hearing about you know the trial and hearing about and remembering you know the actual tragedy so I think that's it sounds like that's been something that's really kind of helped him is is trying to be the louder voice when when anyone thinks of of the name Wendy Martinez is really just celebrating how is really just celebrating how beautiful she was. Now, you were talking to him a little bit afterwards. Um, They've got family coming in town this week. They do. um, So tomorrow is the anniversary of, you know, his engagement to her. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it was really really cool to hear the story of the engagement and it's really beautiful and super creative he did an awesome job um so her family is coming to town they'll be together um i think he said through the weekend and i'm not sure if he said they're going to be here for the whole week but they are coming back they will be here and present for the race that's cool yeah and i think that that's been a you know you think about what a family who's not from this area would how difficult it would be to come to this area and not feel, you know, just really negative things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really powerful for them to be coming for a very positive purpose, and, and that's to be a part of the race and, and really um, showcase her legacy. All right. Uh, come out to the race. Um, I'm going to try to transition from, from this topic. Come out to the race September 21st. It's really going to be a celebration. And uh, meet Daniel. Definitely, he said, you know, stop him, say hello. Um, he's he's very like approachable, and we'll really appreciate you saying hello, and uh, you know, just being part of the day. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We're really close, really close to that sixth store there on H Street. Um, Kelly uh, and uh, her team, who is kind of building all the fixturing and doing an amazing job. I need to get over there and help. And Tara, Tara, who is hiring all the staff, I mean, we're getting real close and we should be open. I think by the next time we record, I think that we will uh, have a a firm opening date. The H Street Festival is September 19th, so we're hoping to be for sure a part of that. Um, But yeah, we're thrilled to be part of the H Street community. All right, a couple running-related topics. Uh, I'm really going to wait for Docs to dive in deep to this topic, but um, I was really shocked this week that 
the University of Virginia hired their new director of track and field, uh, and it's Ven Lanana. I mean, if you follow the sport, you probably know who Ven Lanana is. He was at Stanford. He was at Dartmouth first, at Stanford, and then at Oregon, and a big part of bringing Tracktown USA to being what Tracktown USA is. Um, and he was the director at Oregon uh, for, for probably a dozen or more years and, uh, you know, worked for Nike and Tracktown. And, you know, they've got uh, just a, an amazing new track being built that I think is going to be ready for the trials in 2020. Yep. And I think he was a big part of that. Um, and, you know, they're having the world championships there in track and field in 2021. Uh, and I think he was a big part of that. And he moved on and he's taking over the job at Docs and I's alma mater. Um, shocking to me. Shocking to everyone. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I mean, you're a coach and I don't want you to have to comment or anything like that. And, you know, I'm not sure our listeners really, um, you know, they don't dive deep into the, the, the world of, of coaching or track and field. But, yeah, it was a really shocking thing um, to see this guy who is. He's know, a visionary. Yeah, he's and he's just a, he's a legend in this field. And he's going to Virginia. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, all feelings aside, it's, you know, this is a guy who's won multiple national championships Mm -hmm. in the NCAA. They've done all kinds of um, videos and things about his legacy at Stanford, then his legacy at, you know, University of Oregon, which he then parlayed into building Tracktown USA, which was the vision of, you know, the basically the rebirth of the University of Oregon and showcasing Hayward Field as as Tracktown. Um, and has brought so much attention with Nike and the Olympic trials over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so. He brought the Indoor World Championship to Portland. They physically built a track in a warehouse. Um, That was his vision. Um, The vision for 2021, the World Championships. Um, And then the new track facility that they tore down Hayward. They're building this brand new track that's going to be showcased literally next summer for the Olympic trials. This guy then moves on to, I think, became the president of USATF. Um, I believe it is a CEO and then also a president. So this is someone who has moved mountains for the sport. Yeah. Um, You know, originally as a coach and then into like really trying to take – USA track and field to a different level. So very interesting move. I think all of us will be kind of excited to hear what his vision is for the University of Virginia. It's not just a director of track and field job. He's actually also an associate athletic director, Mm -hmm. which means he's going to be, you know, higher up in the food chain. He was kind of in a similar type of role at University of Oregon. I think that's how he was able to really kind of create this um, brand beyond just uh, the university. So I think it'll be really interesting. Um, yeah. Certainly you as an alum, I, I would be really excited to kind of see what it is that he has planned there and maybe what the university is kind of seeing as the vision of track and field there. Yeah, so that was just kind of big news. And um, yeah, I mean, I just was surprised. I'll say that. I was very, very surprised. And and I'll reiterate that. I'm, All of us are still in shock. I, I, I'm just hoping, you know, I'm hoping that he's got some juice left in the tank. I mean, he's 67 years old, and, um, you know, it seemed like to me it would be a time for him to wind down 
and not start something totally new, which is a huge project in Charlottesville and uh, taking on Virginia. But um, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll be excited to see what happens. I know a few folks tweeted us at Pace the Nation wanted to hear our opinion. So we'll wait for Doc's uh, to hear his opinion next week when uh, when he's back, hopefully, or maybe he won't be back, like we said earlier. Um, kind of staying in that same vein, um, a really cool track meet happened last night. I didn't even know what was happening at uh, the Nike like uh, track and field complex or facility in Eugene, or is it in Portland? Portland. Portland. Yeah, at Nike headquarters. I think it's the, is it the Michael Johnson track that they yeah, have there? that's right. It was called the Portland 5000. Yeah, so They five, put together a race for four people. Yeah. One race. And one of them, of course, was our former guest of the show a couple times, Matt Sensuitz. Matthew. Matthew Sensuitz, yeah, not Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt's run, I think Matt's run 1312 or 1311. I, I don't want to short him, whatever that was. Uh, thir- let's say 1311. I don't think Matthew had beaten that time, but he did last night. He ran 13 flat. 13 flat. Wow. Just, uh, just not quite under 13 minutes, but for that's pretty darn good for a 1500 meter guy. Yeah. They set up this race. Um, it's Nike, so right. they, they, do whatever. they can do whatever. Yeah. They, they built a race. They got it sanctioned, and uh, the, there were uh, four guys on the track. I believe one of them was a pacer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Woody Kincaid, who's a former um, graduate of University of Portland, mm-hmm. ran 12.58. Mm-hmm. So I've fifth, never heard of that person. Yeah, fifth fastest American of all time. Wow. And he was actually third at the um, – U.S. trials this summer for the world championship team, and he's not going to Doha because he didn't have the standard. Well, he's got it now. Now he has the Olympic standard, and he's yeah. the fifth fastest American. Um, pretty amazing event, though. If you guys get a chance to um, check it out on Twitter um, or Instagram, they had 2,500 people lining the track wow. in lane five. So it was an evening event, um, cool, a little, uh, a little damp. And right. probably perfect conditions yep. for for and basically Woody had the whole University of Portland team was out there on the track cheering for him. Um, but an incredible, incredible evening and and it's so interesting to like you think about um, remember like a great race that you've done, you know whether it's a road race or a track race or or whatever that is and and the energy that that the you know why people love New York and yep. why people love Boston the energy from the crowds like really do lift people. And it's, you know, it's the same in track and field. I think Woody said after the race, like had, had these people not been here, had the energy not been what it was, I think I would have run like 1320. Wow. So they had set out last night to hit the Olympic A standard, which was, um, which is, uh, 1313, I believe. And so, um, I think it's safe to say that they're, um, they destroyed that. Yeah, I think it was a successful event. Yeah, so three guys finished. One ran 12.58, one ran 13 flat, and one ran 13 flat. So wow. Lopez Lamont was also uh, is, was second. Matthew was third. Well, it's really cool to see those those events where, I mean, they're, they're kind of starting to become trendy where, you know, you have everybody on the track, and it's really just highlighting one event, 5K there. Uh, what's the mile in North Carolina? The Sir Walter Mile, similar. Sir Walter Miler, yeah. Yeah, Sir Walter Long Mile. Island Mile. Um, Long Island Mile happened last week or a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran with race director uh, Brian Danza of the One Mile DC Roadrunners Track Championships. 
um, and they broke. I, I, we didn't spend enough time on that event this year. Um, and and I, I'm Brian said he listens to the show and he was excited. So this is a shout out to Brian. Hey Brian. Yeah. So he's glad to have you on as a uh, as a co-host. But we didn't get that enough shine. He and Tom did an unbelievable job. Had somebody run. Uh, 355 or 356 at the uh, in the fastest time ever in dc uh they had sort of the same vibe so really cool and if, if you get a chance next year go to one of those events and hopefully we can get 2500 people like they had at uh, uh at that event last last night on the track yelling screaming uh really lifting these runners to do something greater than what they would have done without without all the support all right great show julie no talk about our kids or we'll try to honor docs in that way i mean if we had gone that route yeah. i mean it would go south really fast yeah we didn't need to it um, would just be about london and yeah. james and paul and yeah yeah it probably wouldn't be good for marriage probably some arguing that would go on <laughs> yeah. about the house being a mess and yeah, things true. like that yeah. that uh, are really not entertaining to anyone so there you uh, go docs well You've been a regular co-host. Um, hopefully, you'll be back next week. Um, Docs will definitely be here next week. I'm just going to call that shot. Uh, so look forward to his return, and we'll talk about all his trip. Or maybe we won't. Uh, big thanks to Daniel and Kapia for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Uh, awesome story with the Wendy Martinez Legacy Project. It's wendyslegacy.org, Wendy's Legacy on all social media platforms. So give them a follow. All right. For Julie, I'm Chris Farley. This is Space the Nation. We'll see you next week. throw in as an easter egg so this is the easter egg oh yeah i guess i'm getting show. used to this thing called an easter egg <laughs> he, he, is that like a thing yeah, or did I we make that up no 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 it's a thing like in podcast like the outtakes yeah yeah it's the outtakes exactly. so this is the moment i'm supposed to say something funny <laughs> say something really witty and funny right now oh man it's Tell so much joke. pressure <laughs>